This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. In this winter semester, we'll be sending out a series of shurim on understanding minhagim, different minhagim of Rabbanim uh, in the last uh, couple of generations, be delivered by Harav Benjamin Tavoy. I'd like to begin by two comments about previous shiurim. My friend David Rosenstock of Be'er Sheva related to the story that I told about the Rav when I discussed if it would be better to daven from a sitter or to daven by heart. I mentioned the story that one time the Rav asked for a sitter to daven Marev. I don't think that the Rav consistently davened with a sitter, but I just mentioned that one particular time the Rav asked to daven Marev from a sitter. So David suggested that perhaps the reason was not because of Shemona Esrei, but because of Kriyashma. And maybe the Rav felt that Kriyashma should be said from a sitter because of the famous halacha, The truth is, I had not thought of that. But I made two comments. One, I heard a Shia from the Rav where he explained that the halacha of Dvarim Shebech Savi is only referring to a tzibur. In order to be motzi a tzibur, you have to say things that are b'ksav, mitoch eksav, ba'alpeh, When you're learning together with other people or you're davening, that's when the halacha would be applicable. Secondly, to the best of my knowledge, the Rav very often did daven by heart. And I mentioned this to Rav Ezra Bik, and he said to me that he remembers years he davened together with the Rav, and the Rav davened by heart all the time. Lastly, Rav Bik mentioned to me that one time he asked Rav Lichtenstein if he thought that you really should say Kriyashma from a sitter, because mitoch haksav. And Rav Lichtenstein's response was, and from a sitter is considered mitoch haksav. A sitter is a printed book. That's not considered mitoch haksav. So, I don't know if the reason really is because of Kriyashma, but I don't, and I also think the Rav did daven by heart. But this particular story was just an interesting story. Secondly, Brendan, a former student of Yeshvat Haaretzion, who lives now in Australia, pointed out that the comment that I made about the heter to continue saying Tachnun, even after Shkia, if you begin before Shkia, you can rely on the idea that you could continue because as if the door was open, it will continue staying open until it's shut, is found in the Aruch HaShulchan, Simen Kuf Yud. And I thank the, both of these people for their Ha'aros. Today's Shi'ur will discuss Minhagim, will start mostly from the Vilna Gaon, will continue to other people about Tefillin. It's known that the Vilna Gaon was of the opinion that you should put on one pair of tefillin, Rashi's pair of tefillin. In the Shulchan Aruch, it says that it's a there's a famous machlokas between Rashi and Rabbeinu Tam, how the parshios, the order of the parshios in the tefillin, and the Shulchan Aruch's recommendation is to put on two pairs of tefillin. However, it says in the Shulchan Aruch that you should not do this 
unless you're mefursim b'chasidus, a person who's well known that he is meticulous about mitzvahs. So otherwise, it might be a problem of yuhara. Yuhara is a type of hubris or pride that a person somehow seems to show himself in a manner that he's really not um, appropriate. That's not appropriate for him. The Gaon said the halacha is like Rashi, and therefore he did not put on film of Rabbi Nutam. The story is related that they asked the Vilna Gaon, why didn't he put on tefillin of Rabbi Nutam? Or at, maybe they asked Rabbi Chaim Balazner, why didn't the Vilna Gaon put on tefillin of Rabbi Nutam? And he answered, why would you put on tefillin? And they said, because to fulfill the shitos, a person who only puts in Rashi might not put on tefillin at all, if the Allah is really like Rabbi Nutam. And the answer that was given then is, if you really want to fulfill all the shitos, there are 64 shitos by tefillin. And they wanted to enumerate how you have compound machlokos and various issues of tefillin. In order to fulfill all the shitas, you'd really have to put on 64 pairs of tefillin. The Gaon said the halacha is like Rashi, and there's no point to put on tefillin of Rebbe Rutam. Let's also remember that the Vilna Gaon's custom was to wear tefillin all day. Since he felt the halacha is like Rebbe Rutam, like Rashi and not like Rebbe Rutam, the time that you would take off tefillin of Rashi and put on Rabbi Nutam's tefillin, you wouldn't be, you would just be mevatel the mitzvah of because he wore tefillin all day. It might be different for a person who doesn't wear tefillin all day anyway. So if he's taking extra time that he, otherwise he wouldn't have worn tefillin, maybe the same problem would not exist. Be that as it may, the Vilna Gun was of the opinion that you only put on tefillin of Rashi. An interesting uh, story is told by Rabbi Moshe Feinstein in Igros Moshe, Arachayim Chelek Dali. The letter that he wrote there, Simon Tess, is a, a tshuva about, right, about putting one to film of Rabbi Nutam. What's interesting is the tshuva was written to Hagon HaTzadik Morenu Harav Menachem Mendel Shlita Shneir Sinho Admar Bilabavich. And it begins by saying that Rav Moshe heard that the Rebbe was interested in knowing if Rabbi, if Rav Moshe Feinstein put on tefillin of Rabbi Nutan. And therefore, Rav Moshe said, I'll write to you the reasons for my behavior. And he mentioned that when he lived in Luban, in Europe, so he had a very, very fine pair of Rabbi Nutan's tefillin, and he used to wear, wear them. His father also wore tefillin of Rabbi Nutam, but he made a t'nai b'li neder. And when he came to America, he did wear tefillin of Rabbi Nutam for a long time. But then, he did not have a, the pair uh, that he used for Rabbi Nutam's tefillin got old, were no longer really usable, and he didn't have tefillin of Rabbi Nutam, which he considered mehudar. Now, he said, there's a big distinction between the tefillin of Rashi and Rabbi Nutam. According to Rashi, you do have to wear tefillin, and we pass them essentially like Rashi. Therefore, even if you don't have, it's true you should get muhudar tefillin, but if you don't get muhudar tefillin, you have to do your best and put on tefillin. Whereas Rabbi Moshe goes for, through a lengthy explanation that really we don't pass like Rabbi Nutam at all. Rabbi Nutam's shita was rejected completely. 
However, there were communities that put on Shulam Rabbeinu Tam. And therefore, since there are there were certain communities, I understand Rabbi Moshe said why there's a point to fulfill the idea of Rabbeinu Tam as well. But only if you're tefillin amuhudarim, if you have very nice tefillin. Since here in America, he did not have the opportunity to get the tefillin that he really wanted. He got his Rashi's tefillin and he explains where he got them and how he got them. But he didn't bother the same with Rabbeinu Tam because he felt me'ikar adin, you don't have to put on tefillin of Rabbeinu Tam. This letter of Rabbi Moshe shows a great amount of the tzitkas of Rabbi Moshe that he wrote an explanation to Lubavitcher Rebbe to explain his behavior, why he didn't put on tefillin of Rabbeinu Tam. And I summarized the tshuva very briefly. What is interesting is that Rav Shabtai Rappaport, who married the granddaughter of Rav Moshe Feinstein, told me the continuation of the story. He said that the Lubavitcher Rebbe received this letter and felt that it was important to put on tefillin of Rabbeinu Tam. Therefore, he sent a sofer to the house of Rav Moshe to ask him what would he like what chumras would he like to make what he would call tefillin muhudarim according to Rabbeinu Tam? Rab Moshe gave the Sofer his instructions, and the Sofer did write tefillin of Rabbeinu Tam according to Rab Moshe's instructions, and then Rab Moshe did continue to put on tefillin of Rabbeinu Tam according to these tefillin that he received because of his conversation with the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Of course, this is in general the minig of Hasidim, and the minig of Chabad, specifically. That everybody puts on tefillin of Rabbi Nutam. But the Shulchan Aruch said, you should only do this if you're Mefursim B'Chasidus. If you're well known to be a, a special type of person. So, the different people have explained different reasons for this. Some people claim that the only time it's you are to put on tefillin of Rabbeinu Tam is if you wear them both at the same time, which seems to be the custom according to the Shulchan Aruch. In fact, there are certain people, specifically I've seen Svardim, who wear tefillin of Rashi and Rabbeinu Tam at the same time. They wear tefillin which are rather small. They're, the Gemara already said there's place on the, on the head to put on two pairs of tefillin. So they actually wear both pairs at the same time. Since this is not the generally accepted custom, you put on tefillin of Rabbeinu Tam after you put on tefillin of Rashi, so people felt that the uh, problem of Yuara did not exist. The Chida in his Chuvos also mentioned that it was considered uh, Yuara before the days that the Zohar HaChadash was printed, before it was accessible, and now we know that you're Zolcha for Olam Haba by putting on tefillin of Rabbeinu Tam, and there's a whole to-do about how, why it's important to, be, to fulfill the ideas of Rabbeinu Tam as well, and therefore today it's no longer Yuara. It's also true that once it becomes accepted in a certain community, it's not Yuara. Yuara is only something that some people do and some people don't do. But let's say you go to 770, you dive in there, where every single person probably puts on film Rabbeinu Tam. So then, I don't think that would be considered Yuara in that community. In a community where people don't put on film Rabbeinu Tam, then you could go again to discuss the issue of Yuara. 
Another issue that's extremely important by tefillin is the bracha that's made on tefillin. In Shulchan Aruch, it says, in Simen Chafei, the Mechaber says that you put on, when you put on the tefillin shell yad, you make a bracha. But then you do not make any other bracha. Only one bracha. The bracha, laniach tefillin. The lo yaniach, the Shulchan Aruch says, yaniach shel yad tefillin, v'yavarich laniach tefillin. That's the Sephardi custom mentioned in the Shulchan Aruch. The Ramah says, There is a custom, he quotes a rush, that you make a bracha on the Tefillin Shal Rosh, on Mitzvah Tefillin, even if you're not a Hefzik. And the Ramah adds, that is the custom of the Ashkenazi Jews, but it's a good idea to say Baruch Shem Kvod Melchusar Lalam Vayed. Now, many people think the reason you say Baruch Shem Kvod Melchusar Lalam Vayed is because we know when a person, by mistake, makes a Baruch Levatala, you're supposed to say Baruch Shem Kvod Melchusar Lalam Vayed. So here you say Baruch Shem Kvod Melchusar Lalam Vayed as if it's a suffix of a Baruch Levatala, since the Mechaber says you should not make this Baruch. So therefore, in order, as it were, to cover all our bases, we say, That seems extremely strange, because generally, if you're not sure about you make a, about making a bracha, we have a principle, you don't make a bracha at all. You don't generally say, well, make a bracha, why not, and say, So the Mishnabur, for example, said, it's not a real suffix. Because you're not going to make a, a, a brachel matala and, and say brachim rochsilvad. But we pass in, like Rabbeinu Tam, that you make two brachas. Just, why not? It doesn't hurt to say brachim kvod mochsilvad. The Vilna Gaon felt that the halacha was according to the first opinion, the Mechaber, that you make only one bracha. And he and he did not make one bracha. He only made one bracha. Did not make two brachas at all. He ignored the Ramaz comment that this is the Ashkenazi's um, Ashkenazi custom. And he said you should put on, you should make only one bracha. Some people thought that the reason for the machlokas would be it's tefillin shalyad and tefillin shalrash considered one mitzvah or two mitzvahs. And some people thought that if it's considered one mitzvah, then you make one bracha. But if it's considered two mitzvahs, it's, you make two brachas. But it's interesting because at least there are some opinions that are completely the opposite. The Ramam, for example, thinks that they're two separate mitzvahs, and yet you only make one bracha. The Ramam counts Tzvilin Shalyad and Tzvilin Shalrash as two separate mitzvahs. But nevertheless, he thinks you make one bracha. Tzvilin thinks Tzvilin Shalyad and Tzvilin Shalrash are one mitzvah, but yet he says you make two brachas. So, the Vilna Gaon said, he doesn't understand the Shita that you make two brachas, and he passed him that you make one bracha. The Mishnabura quotes a, uh, the, the Biragra that passed and his custom was only to make one bracha, and he mentions that Rebbe Kivager had a very clever idea how to make two brachas. He said, what you should do is when you put in the bracha lahaniach, you have, you have the kavana like this. If the halacha 
is like the opinion that you only make one bracha, so I have kavana not to be yotze the bracha and shal rosh. Now, it's true that even according to the Mechaber, if a person was mafsik, a person does not connect the film shal yad to film shal rosh in one bracha, then he makes two brachas. The Mechaber says that in Sif Tes. If you did do a hafsik, you're not allowed to do a hafsik, but if you, for some reason you said a hafsik, then you make another bracha on the tefillin shal rosh. So the Rebbe Kiv said, by having kavana, lo latzeis, when, when the tefillin shal rosh, you, you break the connection between tefillin shal yad and shal rosh, it's like you're a mafsik. And therefore you can make a bracha for sure. And he felt this is not a bracha she'en tzricha because you want to do it because of the suffix, because you want to be yotze in case there really are two brachas like the custom of the of the Rama. The Mishnah quotes that the Primigadim says he does not approve of this opinion, and the Mishnah claimed perhaps the reason would be that a person should not question minhag Yisrael if it's a minhag Yisrael to make two brachas then go ahead, make two brachas, and don't begin to question whether it's a good idea or not. If that's true, then I don't even know why you should say Baruch Shem Kvad Vad. As the Mishnah Brewer said, we paskin that the halacha is that you make two brachas, then don't don't enter the, well, maybe it's a suffix. If you would follow the primigadim, I don't know why you would say Baruch Shem Kvad Vad. A new idea, a brilliant concept of making the two brachas was stated by the Arach HaShulchan. I will quote from the Arach HaShulchan. It's true that later I heard from Rav Salavechik a very similar idea, but uh, with a, a, a big difference, but the idea in a sense is the same. The Arach HaShulchan in Simen Chafei, Sif Yud Beis, after he discussed the various opinions about saying two brachas and one bracha, said, I don't really think that Baruch Shem Kvod Machus was said because of a possible bracha vatala. I think there's another reason. In general, why do you ever make two brachas on one thing? Now, if it's one mitzvah, as in the opinion of Tosfus, it's really difficult to understand why you make two brachas. But in general, even if you do different mitzvahs, but if they're connected, we only make one bracha. A person who's mafish, chumos and masros, without going into the details of that halacha, you make one bracha on, both, on, all, on all the chumos and masros. You could say each one's a separate mitzvah, but you're doing one act of chumos and masros, you make one bracha. So how can you have two brachas and tefillin? The uh, people who objected to make two tefillin obviously raised this issue, and certain people discussed and tried to answer. But the Aruch HaShulchan says in Sif Yud Gimel, I think the reason is, it's not a birchas ha-mitzvah at all. We do not make two birchas ha-mitzvah on one mitzvah, on one even if it's in two mitzvahs, but it's a continuation, as we said before, you still do not make two brachas. So what is it? The first bracha is the birchas ha-mitzvah. And the second bracha is on the fact of that we 
talk about the connection that we have to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the connection we have. He doesn't mention these words, but we know that the Tfilm Shalrash symbolized the fact that Shem Hashem Nikra Alecha. When the Pasuk Varau kol Amei Haaretz ki Shem Hashem Nikra Alecha, ki Vayachal, the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu itself, the name itself is on you. That's the refers to Tfilm Shal Barash, to your Tfilm. So we thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not a Birchas HaMitzvah, a Birchas the Aruch HaShulchan says that the idea of the connection between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is closely connected to Shema Yisrael, then we say, Baruch Shem for Malchus HaOlam Ved, like Yaakov said when the Shvatim said Shema Yisrael. So, the idea that it's a Birchas Haudah is found in the Aruch HaShulchan, I heard a very similar idea from Rav Salavechik that you say a birchas hoda on Shem Hashem Nikra Alecha. So the Baruch Shem Kod Mosulamvat is not a response to a brachel batala. Rav Salavechik would said a little differently that the concept of Shem Hashem Nikra Alecha is referring to the fact of Baruch Shem Kod Mosulamvat. I always wondered when should you say Baruch Shem Kod Mosulamvat. My personal custom, as I was taught by my father to put on tefillin, by my older brother helped me to put on tefillin the first time, so they both taught me that you do not make, you only make one bracha on tefillin. That was the, that's our family minic. So I never made the two brachas. But if you do make the two brachas, so when do you say Baruch Shem Kvad Melchus Olam The Mishnah Bura says very carefully that you should only say it after you adjust your tefillin shal rush, because if you say it beforehand, then it's a half-sig between the bracha and putting on tefillin shal rush. It seems to me that if you study carefully the sitter of uh, Rav Kook, Ola Sri'ya, he mentions putting on the tefillin and making a bracha on tefillin, saying Baruch Shem Kvad Bad before you adjust the tefillin shal rush. According to the way the Aruch HaShulchan and Rav Salvechik explain the idea, it does somehow make sense that the Baruch Shem Kvad Bad should be said as you're putting on the tefillin. It's not considered a hafsik because this is the the birchas hodah on putting on the tefillin. To make it a birchas hodah, I point out, this is how I feel, that Shem Hashem Nikra Alai, or the, as the Cheshulchan says, the Kesher, Ala uh, that we have a connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The, in the phrase of the Aruch HaShulchan, Shemekasher is Yisrael, Abiyam Shabashamayim, so then you make a bracha, birchas hodah, and that bracha is based on the idea of Baruch Shem Kvad Melchus which is the response to Kriyashma according to the Aruch HaShulchan, which is the response to Shem Hashem Nikra Lecha, according to the way I understood from Rav Salavechik. One of the issues that is a, a big argument until this very day is do you put on tefillin on Chol HaMoed? The Mishnabura in the Shulchan Aruch, Simen Lamed Beis, Sifkat and um, Dalit, I'll look it up in a minute. Says that you don't put on the fill on Shabbos and Yantif, 
And the same way you don't put on tefillin on Shabbos and Yantif, you put it, you don't put on tefillin on Cholamoid. Similar of Sif base. In Sif Aleph, he says on Shabbos and Yantif, it's us to put on tefillin. And Cholamoid, the Mechaber says it's us to put on tefillin. Because it's similar to Shabbos and Yantif that the days of Cholamoid are in Os. The Ramah says, the Minik is that there is an opinion that Cholamoid is Chayiv and Tefillin. And in our communities, this is the Ashkenazi custom. We put on Tefillin on Cholamoid. We even make a bracha on them. We don't make a bracha out loud in the shul. You don't want to publicize so much that you're making a bracha, so you make the bracha silently. But you do put on Tefillin on Cholamoid. There was an opinion that not only do you not put on Tefillin Cholamoid, it's considered a terrible, terrible thing. Bordering on Ketzitzis Anatios to put on Tefillin Cholamoid. In the Minhagim of the Gra, it says that he did not put on Tefillin Cholamoid, and there's no source in Shas that you should put on Tefillin on Cholamoid. In the book called Halichos Hagrach, where they mention the customs of Reb Chaim, they say that the son of Reb Chaim, Reb Moshe, the father of Yosef Dov, Moreinu Harav Yosef Dov Alevi Salavechik, Reb Moshe asked his father, "Why don't you put on? Why don't he? Doesn't he put on tefillin chalamoy? Since there are gedolim in the Ashkenazi world, Ashkenazi poskim, who said that you should put on tefillin." The Ramah says that you do put on tefillin, you make a bracha. It's true that the Vilna Gon did not put on tefillin chalamoid. In the Valajn Yeshiva, they did not put on tefillin chalamoid. But it's a Safik Daraisa. So why don't you put on tefillin at least without a bracha? Now, what's interesting is that there's a Haggadah printed in as if it were Haggadah Lebeis Brisk. In that Haggadah, there's a collection of uh, comments from the Haggadah made by uh, the various Gedolim from the Brisker family. In the back of that Sefer of Haggadah Lebeis Brisk, there are some stories about the Brisker family. In one of the stories there, they asked, why don't they put on tefillin on Cholamoid? And the answer was given there that, why don't we wear tefillin all day? Basically, we are not meticulous about wearing tefillin all, all day. The explanation that you have to wear tefillin every day, at least part of the day, really is an interesting question. Where does it say that you have to put on tefillin every day? You, you do have to put on tefillin all the time. That's true. But is there an inherent difference between missing a day of tefillin or missing 10 hours a day of tefillin? I, for example, this morning, I, da- I davened about 6.30 and I put on tefillin for a while and then I took off my tefillin. So from, let's say, 7.15 until, let's say, Shkia is about 4.40. So there were almost 10 hours that I didn't put on tefillin. So the fact that I put on tefillin daily, is that what's important about tefillin? This is an old age question. Is there a real chiyuv to put on tefillin every day? More than the idea of wearing tefillin all the time. So the answer was given, Nagad, the Lebeis Brisk, that since we don't put on tefillin all the time anyway, what's the difference about skipping a day? 
I found this story printed in this Haggadah, which purports itself to be Haggadah of Esbisk, interesting, because in the Rav Shiurim, in Shiurim the Zeich Abamari, the Rav tells the same story, but with a different answer. It's true that they were asked, why don't you put on tefillin and chalamoid? And the answer is, we don't put in tefillin and chalamoid, not just because the tradition of Alajan, perhaps not just because of what the Vilnagan said, but because they paskin, they were machria, the, that chalamoid is pater and tefillin. And the reason for that is chalamoid has kedushas hayom like yamtif. Now it's true that certain malachas are mutter, and in fact, there are some Rishonim that think that there's no Eastern Malacha Midaraisa at all on, on, on Cholamoid. Nevertheless, he says, there is Kedusha Sayyam. Just the Kedusha Sayyam did not prohibit me from doing all Malachas, or maybe any Malacha. But there is Kedusha Sayyam, and that was a, a tradition of the of the Salavechik family, of the Briskers, that Cholamoid does have Kedusha Sayyam. And therefore, you don't put in Tefillin. They in in this book that I mentioned Halichas Hagrach Minhagim of the of Reb Chaim. Interestingly enough, the person who printed the book is called Hamavi Levesat Fus Yud Hershkovitz. I know very little about the author of the book or the, all the sources for his for this particular sefer. Although in the footnotes he tries to say where the where some of the sources are, but he tells the story that when Reb Velvel was by mitzvah, Reb Yitzhak Zev, known as the Biskarav, was by mitzvah, his bar mitzvah happened to be in Cholomite Sukkot, in Hoshana Rabbe. So his father told him to give a drasha on putting on tefillin Cholomite. And he did so, and he supported very strongly the shita that you don't put on tefillin Cholomite. As I said, this is the Biskar tradition. The story continues that Reb Chaim told the young fellow that he should put on tefillin on his bar mitzvah. Even though the rest of his life, the briskerav never put on tefillin chalamoid, but in the day that he became bar mitzvah, for reasons that are not explained here, but one can suggest a number of ideas why, Reb Chaim told him to put on tefillin on that particular day. In the footnotes of Halichas Hagrach, and again, if you look in Shi'urm Nezeich HaBemari, you'll see uh, 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 the way that this develops. It mentions there that Reb Moshe, Rav's father, the, the older brother of Reb Velvel, did put on tefillin Cholamoid, but after he heard the drasha, he stopped putting on tefillin Cholamoid. He was convinced of his brother's bar mitzvah drasha that you do not put on tefillin Cholamoid. So today we saw three minhagim all of the Vilna Gaon. One, only to put in one pair of tefillin. Rashi, not at all to put in Rabbeinu Tam. Secondly, he made one bracha on tefillin, not two brachas. And three, did not put on tefillin on Chalamoy.